Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Writers on Film only podcast dedicated to books on cinema. Hi everybody and welcome to Writers on Film today. Uh, I'm going to be talking to a series of writers and critics mainly who are attending the Carlo Vivari Film Festival in the Czech Republic about an hour and a half away from Prague. It's a beautiful spa town which I think I talk about a little bit during the podcast but without further ado I'm going to uh, introduce you to a mix of critics and hopefully give you a feel for the festival and hear about the sort of films that they've been watching. And to kick us off the, we have Mark Lestate, who's a Slovenian film journalist, and as you can hear from the friends who are surrounding him and, and me, including Damon Wise and Marina Richter, the plight of a podcaster is not an easy one. There's some hostility out there for the poor souls who undergo this thankless task. Gone. Exactly. Holy water. Thank you. Thank Hello. you. <laughs> Hello, my name's Emma Wise. I'm here to talk. <laughs> I need a podcast on how to get rid of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is all going in the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. Just go for it. If I can help the course. <laughs> so, as you can see, I saw four movies today and one more last night. Okay. Um, wow, you saw loads. Okay, so what was uh, your favorite of the four? Uh, so far, uh, I would say Fallen Leaves by Kauris Maki so far, but uh, I was I was not 
completely like impressed by it. I mean, it's it's a classic Cody's market. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was in Cannes as well. So let, yeah. let's talk about one of the others. Uh, Sweet East was in Cannes as well. What did you think of Sweet East? It's trippy, but it's like, oh, it's also America, you know, it's like uh, we saw that kind of, of films at film festivals numerous times. Uh, it's it's not a standout in, in that department, but it's it's okay, I mean, the, the actresses. Uh, What's the name of the director, do you remember? Uh, because he's a cinematographer, uh, sort of debuting as a director. Yeah, Sean uh, Price Williams, something like yeah, that. Yeah, Sean Price Williams, Price. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's nicely shot, obviously. Uh, the cast is interesting, mostly non-professionals. Um, Except for, um, what's the name of that guy, Simon, what's his face, from Red Rocket? Yeah. He's great. Rex, Simon Rex. Yeah. I, he's great. The former porn guy. Yeah, yeah. But, so, I mean, it's, it's okay, but as I said, it's like the whole wave of like uh, modern American indies. Kind of uh, like trying to to like expose the inside of the society. There's always that thing of like surrealism being used as a way of not having to write a story. Mm, huh? Not really. Harsh? Not 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 that harsh. I mean, like it's. Um, there is a story to it, and it's it's basically like a road movie in chapters, like of a, a adventure. There is there is a little bit of a literary feel to it. I mean, like it's it's our heroine's journey through like growing up it, it starts with the field trip with with school and then goes on as she explores uh, the layers of society sometimes by her wish sometimes for her sense of adventure i don't know like recommended it's a thing to see, but yeah, if you miss it. That should go on the poster. A thing to see, but if you miss it. No biggie, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Last one, The Edge of the Blade. Uh, the Edge of the Blade, I mean, like, it's it's a classical, classical style film. It's by Vincent Perez, uh, who is actually an actor so and he tries to be a, a filmmaker and scriptwriter uh, he in his movies he always has like an interesting uh, thing to talk about uh, but he is not eloquent in in film language mm. to do it so it's pretty like uh, 
classically directed. I means boring. Hmm? Means boring. Just translating for you. Classically directed equals uh, a bit dull. Equals a bit dull and done by assistant director. <laughs> 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 But it's like a, 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 a costume drama about dueling and like uh, the sense of honor in men and also uh, within uh, in in women who are fighting their battles because it's set in late uh, 19th century and like the birth of feminism and like. Uh, one of the probably the most interesting character is uh, a woman who fights for equality. Okay, recommended then. Uh, also, no biggie if you miss no it. No biggie if you miss it. It will probably end up on TV in some like Sunday afternoon slot. Yeah, perfect. Thank you, Marco. So I'm here with Marina Richter. Marina, what, what are your thoughts on the film festival so far? <laughs> okay, today is the 30th of June, 2023, and I am walking home after the first evening of the opening ceremony of the Carlo Vari Kalovivari, there you go, that's how you pronounce it, Kalovivari International Film Festival. And I'm going to be talking to some people at the festival who have either written books or they're film writers and critics, or maybe some creative people as well, some film directors. But uh, we'll be taking in the whole ambience of the place. If you don't know Kalovivari, you kind of probably do without knowing it, actually, because this film, this, sorry, this um a small Czech town about an hour and a half from Prague is as featured as the inspiration for Wes Anderson's Grand Budapest Hotel and is also featured in the first James Bond of Daniel Craig's era Casino Royale it's actually the hotel uh, at the end of my street was uh, is the Casino Royale itself and this is where he meets Mattis, uh, his friend played by Giancarlo Giannini, brilliant actor. So, as you can hear, there's plenty of nightlife going on, and the opening ceremony was attended by the likes of Alicia Vikander and Russell Crowe, who's receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award, although in his acceptance speech he was quite funny in that he said he didn't even know this place existed, which was not exactly the best thing to say when you're getting a prize from a festival. But he was very complimentary about the place afterwards. The, um, the, uh, as, you, as you will be when, the, when a festival awards you with something nice. He's also played at the opening party uh, with, his, with his band, which is his kind of uh, one of the things that he does. And, uh, and yeah, it's kind of, I don't really know how to describe it for you. It's, well, it's pub rock, essentially. It's a little bit better than the average pub rock band. Oh. Thank you. I was struggling to find my room key. Thank you very much. 
so. hotel room now. Staying at a beautiful hotel called the Palatin and it's a real old style and it's a sort of bohemian rhapsody about the whole place. Wonderful architecture around here. Everything's sort of baroque, twisty and curly like somebody has built buildings the way other people would design doilies. So yeah, Russell Crowe and his band are playing still. I stayed to hear him murder a version of a Leonard Cohen song and then could, could handle it no longer, I'm afraid, and fled. But I did meet some fun people and I shall be interviewing some of them later on in the festival. Tomorrow I'll be popping in to see a film at 8.30 in the morning, so I'm going to get my rest and I shall, uh, I shall pick this up tomorrow. Okay, so now I'm talking to Wendy Ide, who is a writer for Screen Magazine, and she's also written for the, or writes for the Observer, I should say, uh, is one of my favourite critics, and so I, I love talking to her about film. Um, she's very, she influences me very much, not only in her, uh, the intelligence and wit of her writing and her wonderful taste, uh, but also in in the way she is. Um, uh, well, kind of advised me throughout my career. So I, someone I really appreciate and someone I'm really happy to have on the podcast. We're going to be talking about The Girls Are All Right, which is a Spanish theme, Las Chicas Están Bien, uh, which is written and directed by Ishaso Arana. Uh, it's her debut film. It stars Arana as well as Barbara Lenny, Irene Escola, Itzia Manero and Helena Esquero. Okay, so um, I just wanted to get those details in before our conversation because, uh, as you can hear at the very beginning, we can't remember any of the names because this is a film by some filmmakers who we are unfamiliar with. Um, Irina Scala are actually quite well known, I think. Yeah, okay. yeah. And the director is it, Itzasso it, Itzasso, Itzasso. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. But what a great line! I'm just going to get my notes and look yeah, at it yeah. about cinema films, films being a letter to the future. I noticed you that, had your isn't pen Isn't that, that a point. great line? And I think that yeah. you know that is one of the key things in this film about communicating with the past and the future and that kind of through line of uh, how art and storytelling uh, connects us. It's so weird because it's such a summary film and it felt, uh, and, and the idea of summariness and friendship and everything, there's a feeling of sort of lightness to it. Mm. And yet it went into such deep territory and, and without ever forsaking its summariness. It wasn't like, say with a Peter's Friends or a Big Chill sort of film, mm. or sort of hanging out film, you'd get into the deep stuff and you'd suddenly have a moment where everyone got very tearful and mm. that would be it would be like a break and then they'd go back to it with this it just all floated along on this very on a similar sort of feeling which i think actually made it more powerful mm. i mean the moment um where the one of the younger actresses i'm just going to check her name um the one who um lost her mother when she was 12 and that mm. moment when she 
um, her name is Itzia Manero. Um, when she makes that recording to her mother, that letter to her mother, now that you know could have been, as you say, handled with a real kind of a sledgehammer. Mm. But it, you know, she sheds maybe one tear, but that makes it so much more powerful. You know, there's a little bit of a wobble in her her voice when she's recording the message, but it was handled with uh, with real grace. Yeah, there was a real sense of death because death was in there, yeah. but that it was being incorporated into life. It was a mm. part of life, yeah. and uh, and the stuff that was sort of the metaphysical stuff. So just a basic story without spoiling anything is that there are four actresses and a writer director rehearsing a play or a film. It's not quite sure, but the the film is itself a self conscious sort of essay on this mm. rehearsal in a summer house in the countryside in Spain. Um, and the actresses are sort of different experiences and, and you get the feeling different fame that the, mm. the younger actresses are really happy to be there. Yeah. Uh, one of the actresses is pregnant, so they're all also at different stages of life a little bit there. Yeah. And in the house as well, and I thought this was a, the, one of the most beautiful touches, there's a sort of an old grandmother mm. and her granddaughter. So you have also the book ended by these two generations. And yeah. the little kid, Julia, was, was beautiful and wonderful. She was great. Yeah. But I, I thought the grandmother was a phenomenal presence as well. Just that one scene when she talks to Barbara Lenny, who is the actress who's pregnant, who is really pregnant in the film. Yeah. Um, and she very emphatically says, it's a girl, yep. she'll be strong and brave. And, and you know, I thought that was a terrific scene. She well. must have an important name. She must have an important name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which and is great. It, because it, a, a couple of points, people mention, uh, uh, the women mention feminism and, and uh, or, or they've, they've been, they are feminists or they've done something. Um, and it doesn't really go heavily into that, but just that female community it's almost again it's kind of so graceful how the women are so comfortable with their bodies and with mm. each other's bodies yeah. and I mean I watched that and I know it's a little bit of a um, I, I, we have so many other advantages it seems stupid to complain about it but Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Imagine a bunch of men having that sort of camaraderie or physical comfort well, with I each think other. That, that's one of the things that I wrote down right at the very beginning is it's a very tactile kind of filmmaking, a very tactile kind of um, connection that we've, we're seeing. And it is a, you know, a very specifically female gaze and a female experience, um, which I loved. Mm. I mean, 
very different films, but you know, I, I was thinking about women talking and just the way of, of kind of exchange of ideas and, and that kind of very giving way of communicating that we see um, in this film and, and in that one as well. Mm. Her debate is, it's not about one person shouting, which can be the case, I think, in uh, right. uh, the more um, male iteration of that kind of uh, scenario, but um, it's about generosity and, and exchange and, and, uh, and giving. And there were so many things done with the camera and with cinema generally, like the, the, the choice of shots or some beautifully still shots where things were just happening in front of the camera rather than... And then there were other shots where they were rehearsing and they'd kind of use fades. Yeah. Uh, 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 and, and so they'd use little things. And I also loved the actually the way they used the village and the landscape and the river and the moon as mm. sort of elemental things, which almost became theatrical in themselves, even though they were sort of really existing. No, well, one, you know, I wonder that how much moon? that was uh, actually written and how much of this is improvised. It's a really interesting film because you do get the sense that it is growing as we see it, and how much of it was actually. You know, improvise on you know there in front of the camera. That scene, for example, when Barbara Lenny has to uh, she has to um, I think it's a letter that she's she's memorised. Um, yeah. Her character has a brother, so she then has to sort of read a letter, and she decides to do it to camera. And suddenly, you know, we become very aware that oh, this is a film, and you know, they're aware of a film. We're not, you know, it's. It, it draws us into the whole experience in an interesting way. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite a bold film in a way. It is. It's, it's willing to risk breaking those those moments and breaking <laughs> the whole film. Yeah. But uh, but it, it's done with such grace and such absolute um, confidence and intelligence that it doesn't ever. And the cinematography with the, um, you know, I mean, it reminded me there's a Louis Malle film about can't remember the title now but everyone will know it. it I think it's something Milieu in May or something like that mm. and it's just got that moats of dust in sunlight feel and mm. the, you know there's a moment where there's a shot where they look down from the house and the, everybody's having breakfast outside uh, through the trees you know you're looking down through a window through the trees to, to this tableau and it's just gorgeous um, and also you have like a little bit of back in there and you have uh, sort of the chapters, if you like, of the film and this is divided by, I don't know, it's like a, a sort of an old-fashioned picture book sort of... Uh, yeah, it looks either like an illustration. I was trying to work out whether it's fabric because it was very textured. Mm. Um, so it looked like either it was you know, scenes of bucolic bliss or printed on fabric or maybe some kind of you know, uh, canvas or, or something. But, it, you know, lovely... Um, Possibly something could have been quite twee in other hands, but mm. there's a sort of self-awareness that uh, they get away with it very well, um, I thought. Um, wow, what a film to start with. Yeah, great start for the festival. Brilliant, brilliant. And just, Wendy, just your uh, like experience of Carlo Vivari as a, you know, you've been here in the past, this is my first time. Yeah, I mean, I have not been for a very long time and I, I now immediately back here and remembering why I love it. Mm. Um, it's always been to me a very sort of egalitarian festival. It's, you know, it's great for us as, you know, delegates, members of the press, but um, what's lovely about this festival is it also has this whole kind of almost like a music festival feel. There's a, a tent village where young mm. people will come and you know, camp out in fairly kind of rudimentary conditions, but you know they do it because they get to watch cinema. And I think 
they, I hope they still have the system where they can queue and you know you get a very cheap sort of accreditation and you can get in at the last minute for free. So it kind of really opens up cinema to everybody, you know, whatever their kind of economic situation. So I've always liked that about this festival. Plus, it's a really good program. You know, great overview of. Uh, what's good in current cinema. Yeah, it looks great. It looks absolutely great. I'm really excited about it. And of course, we got to see Russell Crowe yesterday ah, at, yes. the, uh, at the concert. Well, now we can say we've done that. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And we don't have to do it again. Yeah, we don't have to do that again. <laughs> he was kind of like dad rock. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But he really was enjoying himself. He loved he? himself. So it, was, <laughs> it felt churlish to criticise. It yeah. was like, he's, he's enjoying himself. Yeah, we don't absolutely. all have to. I thought the band were pretty slick as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, no, he's, you know, obviously there's some, some yeah. money involved. But. I think there is, isn't there? <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, go wrestle. <laughs> Excellent. That's, that's groovy. Cool, OK. Yeah, no, it's... Now I'm talking to um, Lee Singer and Hugo Emertseyal. Um, uh, Hugo is a Dutch journalist. He writes for uh, uh, the Dutch newspaper. And um, Lee writes for Sight and Sound amongst many other publications, and he's a great video editor. Um, his work's on uh, some wonderful, you can find his work, Lee Singer, L-E-I-G-H-S-I-N-G-E-R, uh, uh, on the internets. Sorry, go. Oh, are we recording it? <laughs> can I be on writer's own phone? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm prepared or anything. I know. Oh, no, no, you have to, you can't just throw, you, you have just, to write like, a book right now. <laughs> just throw that <laughs> No, look, Lee, you're an expert on cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it like that. Yeah. Not now, though, I'll do it. Um, I'm going to get a feature or anything. Yeah, they're coming. Oh, they come? Yeah, yeah. Oh, ah, amazing. that's the power of the red seeds. Wow. Wow. Fancy yeah. style, man. Yeah. At least I think yeah. Maracuja. Yeah. So what was that film called? I didn't even understand what it was called. Um, the Czech title. Yeah, it, that's just only a Czech title, I think. No, no, it's got something else, but it's a sensitive person. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, because he says... Oh, no, wait a minute. That, there was another film yesterday where Czech they were saying... Slovak. Translation? Oh, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm no, I thought it was called a sensitive there's a film I was watching yesterday where someone said, uh, where sensitive Ah, okay. It's a quote from um, It Melts, I saw last last night, and someone says, it, uh, it's a set. Hi. Um, cappuccino? Yes. And Americano for me. Americano? Yes. Do you do, you do um, like, soy milk or oat milk? I or think whatever? it's just normal milk. Just normal milk. Okay, just an espresso. Okay. Thank you. So, a sensitive person, we have just walked out of a major Czech film in competition. Lee Singer, why did you walk out? Because it was uncoordinated. Me and Hugo were coordinated because we were sitting next to each other. Not on the record. Ah, okay. All right. That's interesting. Him not being on the record is in itself a statement, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're reviewing it. No, you're not. We, you're, so you're going to review a film you've only watched half of, less than half of. No, of course not. Listeners, he is <laughs> he's being remarkably shy. <laughs> okay, okay. What have you seen? 
that you can... Oh, find. right, okay, yeah. Um, I saw a film called Empty Nets this morning. Oh, yeah, tell us about that, because I didn't see that. Um, I liked it. It was basically a, a, a drama set in Iran and a young couple who are struggling to be together, but the guy has no money. She's from quite a wealthy family. He loses his job, and he starts to work for this very sort of corrupt fishing merchant guy and starts to get involved with some of the dubious side hustles that that guy has and um yeah it's i mean it's it's fairly traditional sort of social realism but it's just nicely done well acted quite gripping ending maybe could be a bit stronger but you kind of you really buy into their struggle okay the, the young couple okay it sounds like something i won't necessarily be running after but if it was if it came across my transom your transom yeah <laughs> okay yeah i've I never mean, heard that phrase it's tis a popular saying round our way i've never heard it either i don't even know what it means What's wait it wait a second i'm google it google it because i'm pretty sure it, i'm pretty sure i'm right but uh, uh, i don't want to i don't want to chance my arm hugo what have you seen that's good Master and Commander. Oh, <laughs> tell us about it, because I wanted to go and oh, see that. I Introduced that's a top by ten film of all time for certain people. Around it was stage. in my sight and sound top ten. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen it, um, but I was very intrigued to see it again because it also got like I think it regained popularity online. I feel like it's kind of a memeified film almost, or kind of like rehyped in a way that Miami Vice maybe also is that it just yeah. becomes this iconic thing especially the opening cards you know it's 1802 I guess Ocean Napoleon is ruler of the world oceans are now battlefields just like immediately that is just so utterly iconic I was kind of mostly taken aback by um, thank you more quiet moments um, it's a film about friendship as yeah, well, which I find really interesting. But those just kind of like the moments of, of waiting or just things appearing in the mist and stuff. And especially the 35mm print was Ooh. good, but not pristine. And it actually maybe added something with the uncertainty of sight and stuff. Mm. So it was, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Also, very much had to laugh of... Russell Crowe's introduction before the film that was... Did he actually direct it? Did he? Did it finally come out that he actually made the film? <laughs> Peter Weir was just sort of hanging on. No, no, he was very respectful actually, in, like towards the other uh, talents of the film. He was like, ah, oh, Peter Weir, he's like, he did such a great job and my co-actors were so it. nice. Under my instructions. <laughs> yeah. yes. He wanted to call it Splashy Splashy Bang Bang, but I said, no, no, Peter. I <laughs> think we should keep the original called, master title of the novel. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like, uh, he was pretty generous in his anecdotal kind of, you know, uh, he um, he mentioned as well that he had to learn the violin for the part as well, and that, oh, that right. was very hard. And did that lead him on to talking it, about his... Uh, it, no, it didn't. at least a week. Didn't even do. But he said, there's other musicians in the room, I presume, and <laughs> it was kind of funny. That was great. It was a great screening, and... Um, yeah, it's going to be hard for a festival to beat that, you know, it's just what, like, that's often the case with the classics. I've never seen someone with such a heartfelt appreciation for music, so mismatched with his own ability uh, to play music. Uh, then the last time I saw it was watching Amadeus and the Emperor, who uh, is a patron of Mozart and sits... Too many notes. And play, yeah, exactly, and sits and tries to play Salieri's theme while Mozart enters the room. You know that... Um, 
Mozart's son's grave is here in Carlo Vivaldi. His son's grave? Yeah, I just stumbled upon it yesterday. I was taking a long hike. I always go to like Karl Marx's statue as well and some other things. Oh, right. And then I just uh, ran into a grave. Well, there was a pavement plaque of Mozart lived here between this year and that yeah, year. Yeah, and I think his son passed away here. Oh, wow. uh, So I'm suddenly standing in front of a grave of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Is his but son the dates famous are wrong, for Rafa? Hmm? Is, is his son famous for anything in no particular? Idea. I have no idea, but I was just kind of... Um, I was kind of amazed because at first I was like, no, it can't be like this. There's, there's something like, huh? Uh, but apparently it's his son and not the OG, not the original. Because of uh, Russell Crowe Jr., I'm not sure of his name, were performed with his father and was by far one of the more criticised elements of the act that kind of oh. made his... Yeah. yeah, that's true. I heard that, that his son was also playing in it. Yeah. That it's like a nine or ten piece band or something. Yeah, and they've changed name because it used to be called sort of 30 odd foot of grunt and now it's called in, in, Internal indoor, Garden Party. Indoor Garden Party. In, yeah, which is... Of, of names, it sounds like something the League of Gentlemen would have a fictional band Absolutely. like Legs of Kimba. It's a spoof name. Yeah, it's a spoof yeah. name. Can't take it yeah. yeah, it's a spoof Black and Decker DIY shop. Yeah. <laughs> what are you. Oh, someone's just been shot. What are you um, looking forward to in the festival? Because today we're on. We're, it's Sunday the 2nd of July. Yes. So we've only really had two full days of the festival. A wonderful day. Festival, yeah, actually. I'm trying to catch some of the, you know, the J Japanese retrospective films, but I tried to get a ticket for Toys and Giants today, and it's already sold out. So apparently, it's pretty popular. Um, and and I'm the name of the director is Miss. Um, uh, wait, uh, I have the. Oh. Yeah. Don't worry, this will all be kept in. Yasuzo Masumuran. Yeah, right. Masumuran. And um, yeah, they all seem to like, they all sound pretty great, but maybe I should get the tickets a bit more in advance because today I was like, oh, let, I'll just make my planning in the morning and I will reserve some tickets. And then it's already sold out. So oh, I'm doing wow. a good job with the retrospective stuff, apparently, that they're like so popular. Yeah, uh, I'm going to see a couple tomorrow. Nice. One, one thing I've noticed about this festival is. I haven't yet been to an empty screening no. or a, a half full screening. Yeah. Everything's packed. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yesterday I was like at the short film program of the experimental film program, and it's a packed hall. And for an experimental sidebar of a festival, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Rare. So I was like, yeah. Tomorrow, a Dutch friend of mine, he's a film director, is coming uh, to Carlo Vivari to present his film in the short, in the second short uh, program of this experimental section. So I'm mostly looking forward to that. What's his name? His name is Bram Ruiter. Um, his film is called Here and Elsewhere, I think. Have you already seen it? Yeah, I've already seen it. And it's amazing. It's good. Yes. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Amazing. So I'm running it's, uh, that through the friendship filter. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 it's like, like I like the film a lot and right. I love Bum's work, but um, to call a thing amazing would be, you know... Master and Commander is amazing. Yes. Okay. It's a, it's a very, it's a quite understated 10-minute experimental short. I'm not sure if amazing is the right way to describe it, you know? Fair enough, fair enough, absolutely. All right. Thank you very much, guys. You're welcome. Hugo You're welcome. and Lee, and uh, hopefully we'll chat later on in the festival. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Are you all to the end? No, I'm only here till Tuesday.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.